didn't deserve what happened to him. Betrayed by a friend for 30 pieces of silver. He was beaten and bruised and given a crown of thorns. He was innocent, completely innocent. Nailed to the cross because of you and me. We crucified him. And even with his last breath, he asked God to forgive us. This is what real love looks like. Jesus died for you and for me so that we could be saved. But this wasn't the end of his story. Death could not hold him back. He rose from the dead three days later, proving to the world he is who he said he is. Jesus, the King of Kings, our Savior. Jesus, we come on this good Friday when Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. We praise God for who he is and what he's done. And as we go back and look at the historicity of Good Friday, uh, Jesus had, was having dinner over Simeon's house, the leper, and Mary took a very expensive bottle of uh, ointment and poured it over his head. And the disciples got indignant and said, why didn't we get this to the poor? And Jesus said, let her alone, for she will go down in history as one who has honored me. And then after that sequence of events, uh, Jesus told them to prepare for the Passover supper and he uh, prepared for the Passover supper, and he broke bread and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Then he took the cup and said, It's the cup of the new covenant. Amen. And uh, he exposed uh, uh, Judas of Iscariot. He said, Whatever you're going to do, do quickly. And, and he told the disciples, One of you will betray me. And each one said, Is it I? And Jesus replied, it's the one that dips in the dish with me. And then Judas went out for 30 pieces of silver and betrayed our Christ. Now, mind you, all of this is in God's theological plan. This is not Satan. This is God. And then the Bible says that after supper, they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, the olive crush. They went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, and there were three prayers. He asked Peter, James, and John to come with him a little further. And as he was praying, uh, we, we see the reflection of this high priestly prayer in John 17. When he prays for his disciples, he prays, amen, for those that will be won by the disciples. He prays for the future church, and he's praying. And then the soldiers show up with Judas of Iscariot, amen, and they ask, are you Jesus? He said, I am he. And they fell back and they led him to this kangaroo court 
which they had, these religious leaders, had put together where uh, from Annas to Caiaphas, from Caiaphas to Pilate, and Pilate kept saying, I find no fault in him. And the Jews said, he's not our Lord, he's not our master. And they went back and forth. Finally, they led him off to Golgotha, the pavement, Calvary. And as Jesus reaches Calvary, the soldiers mocked him. They took his clothes off. They, 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 they beat on him. They spit on him. And they nailed his hands and his ankle bones to the cross. And they erected the cross. Oh, what a horrific history. All that Jesus went through for us. And we call it Good Friday because it was good that somebody was willing to die for our sins. And so what began to happen is Jesus is on a cross, Matthew 26, 27, amen, Luke, 13, uh, uh, Luke 19 and uh, Mark 13 and John uh, uh, 19. We, we, we start to see these seven last words from the cross as he's hanging on a cross between heaven and hell. He's, uh, he's hanging on a cross between two thieves who were guilty and we begin to see the plan. The plan is that God has allowed Jesus, his son, our great Lord and Savior, to be the Paschal Lamb to shed his blood for the sins of the elect. Thank God. Let me stop, pause, and park and thank God for his death. Because without a death, there would be no burial. Without burial, there would be no resurrection. Without resurrection, we wouldn't be saved. And, and, and so the plan was that as he came to the cross, as he's hanging between heaven and earth, the Bible says that the first word Jesus spoke was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. It's his pity. He is on the cross for our sins and he's asking God to pity man because theologically they are rejecting him as the Messiah. They are laying a disclaimer to his prophecies. Amen. As God's son and as that prophet that would come. He shows pity in the midst of all of this mess. We too should have pity on one another. Even when someone is committing an atrocious sin against us. We should learn to have pity. Father, forgive them. Notice he calls God the Father. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The second word is that as we move from the pity, we move, amen, this matter of Jesus, amen, 
from the cross this second illustrious word, amen, is the pardon that as the two thieves are hung beside Jesus, one on each side, one believes, the other does not. One curses him, the other rebukes him for cursing him. And the thief looks at Jesus and says, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. He wasn't baptized. He didn't speak in tongues. He didn't run around the church. He didn't sing on the choir. He wasn't an usher. He was a sinner, but he said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. And God pardoned him right on the spot. He said, this day, you will be with me in paradise. What, what a great illustration of salvation. Salvation is us believing that Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God. God the Son is believing that he died for our sins, was buried, rose again the third day. It's believing. Amen. Not serving, believing. So we see the pity, we see the pardon, and then we see the protection. He turns, he looks down to his mother Mary, who's standing there with John, the disciple, and he says, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. He's not leaving his mother unattended. He's not leaving her with no mercy. Mother, I'm giving you a new son, John. John will take care of you as I leave. John, she's your mother now. Mary, he's your son now. We see, Lord have mercy, the pity, the pardon, and the protection. Now, as we look at our lives and as we become believers in Jesus Christ, we too receive pity, pardon, and protection. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, Jesus said. And then, hallelujah, we begin to see, amen, uh, the pain. My God, my God. Notice he's not calling God his father at this point. It is believed by theologians that when Jesus said, my God, my God, God who is holy and cannot tolerate or look at sin, for the first time in all eternity turned away from Jesus. Jesus in his uh, pain where the fellowship had been severed for the first time in all eternity. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He who knew no sin became sin. He carried our sin. He died for our sins. It was painful to him to break fellowship with the Father. And it ought to be painful for us to break fellowship with the Father. So we see his pain, hallelujah, and then we see his passion, I thirst. They gave him some sour wine and 
vinegar. But Jesus was thirsting to carry out God's will on the cross. Case in point, there are going to be times when we serve God that is going to be painful. It's going to make us thirst. It's going to eradicate our passions. Amen. He said, I thirst. And when they offered him this substance, hopefully to relieve the pain, the Bible gives us indication that he really didn't take it. He was willing to go through what God would have him to go through with. And then the sixth word, it is finished, was the payment. He didn't say, I'm finished. He said, it is finished. What is it? The plan of salvation. The new covenant. As the Paschal Lamb has shed blood for the sins of the world, of the elect. It is finished. The whole plan of salvation was finished before he died. The whole plan of salvation was intact. The whole plan of salvation was predicated on his shed blood as the writer to the Hebrews talks about. He's greater than Moses, greater than Aaron, greater than the law, greater than angels, greater than Levi, greater than Levitical priesthood. He's great. He's the priority. He's the preeminence. He said, it is finished. Everyone who had died prior to Calvary was in Sheol waiting for him to deliver them because no one can ascend until the first descends. Jesus had to be the first to ascend. It is finished. Great news on this Good Friday. It is finished. All my mess was placed under the blood. All my sins in the past, present, and future placed under the blood. What shall wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The payment. It is finished. You can't live good enough to be saved. You, you cannot. We are saved by grace through faith, and that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God that any man should boast. We cannot serve God enough to be saved. We cannot go to church enough to be saved. We cannot read our Bibles enough to be saved. We can't pray long prayers to be saved. Only by the blood. He died. Hallelujah for our sins. And then... The final word is, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. That is, his great preeminence and his power allowed him to dismiss himself from himself ah, as God. 
He went on down to Sheol. He preached to the spirits in prison. Can I get a witness? Uh, he led captivity captive, gave gifts to men. He died. And I tell you this morning on Good Friday, he died till the sun stopped shining. He died till the earth stopped reeling and rocking. He died to a Roman centurion and said, surely this was the son of God. Moon turned to blood, sun went out, earthquakes start quaking. Jesus is Lord. He died for the elect. He died for our sins. He died for the true church. He died for every believer. He died. He died. He went on down to the grave. As the religious leaders mocked him and they were glad as the women were in hiding, as the disciples, amen, were fearful. He, he died. He died. Thank God he died. And on this Good Friday, we are rejoicing because he died. He died for me and he died for you. He died for those that are born again. He died. It was his blood that washes away all of our sins and places on the street called straight. Jesus died. And because he died and because he was buried, and Easter morning, he's going to get up with all power in his hands. Because he got up, we are justified. Just as if we never sinned. Jesus is the great high priest. Jesus' precious blood washes away all my sins. And when he died, the veil of the temple rent in twain. There was a tear in this thick curtain. Where God was saying, no more ceremony uh, on earth. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Anytime you want to come and you'll find mercy and grace in a time of need. The curtain has been severed. We have access, Romans 5, to God. We have direct access because Jesus uh, when he died, the veil was rent in twain. What a mighty God. What a great sacrifice. What a humble man. What, what, what a horrific death. He was smacked on. He was spit on. He, he was mocked. They gambled his clothes away. They, they laughed at him, but... Jesus didn't die for himself. He died for us. He died for sinners. He died for a hell-bound world. Make sure this morning you ask Christ to come in and save you because he died for all of your sins. God bless you. Have a great good Friday. And if the Lord's will, we'll see you 1125 Sunday morning. We love you. He didn't deserve what happened to him. 
betrayed by a friend for 30 pieces of silver. He was beaten and bruised and given a crown of thorns. He was innocent, completely innocent. Nailed to the cross because of you and me. We crucified him. And even with his last breath, he asked God to forgive us. This is what real love looks like. Jesus died for you and for me so that we could be saved. But this wasn't the end of his story. Death could not hold him back. He rose from the dead three days later, proving to the world he is who he said he is. Jesus, the King of Kings, our Savior.